euphoric experience that i could have dude it's the next best thing i tell you all right it's uh it's the same thing that everyone says you know it's like chasing a high if you get i don't know what it is maybe you could describe it better i'll try to explain it the best is when you get a dance with someone and it's like for a minute that you're dancing like nothing else exists it's like you're dancing on a cloud like it's perfect in that moment and it's just you and that other person you all share a connection it's almost like sex but way cleaner because it's not right and it's just like it's it's, it's, yeah sometimes it's better sometimes it really Welcome to Fresh Off the Dome. I'm here with my friend Yaya. And on to this week's episode, we talked about um, dating guys with large members. We talked about dancing a lot. Yaya, if you don't know, Yaya is a professional <laughs> dancer and dance instructor. We talked a lot about uh, what it is to be a dancer and our favorite things about dancing and so on and so forth. So if you're interested in salsa dancing, salsa and bachata dancing, this is the episode for you. You will love it. We also got a little bit of deep dive into her background. If you want to know more about Yaya, I want to reach out. You're interested in lessons. She's all over the place, mainly in uh, Orlando and Houston, also in Arizona and California. So reach out at our Instagram handle at Yagita underscore Mari. Yaita underscore Mari. Uh, so yeah, check us out on Fresh Off the Dome on iTunes, on Spotify, and on YouTube at Fresh Off the Dome and at FreshOffTheDome.com. And enjoy the episode. You're supposed to appreciate your exes. I want my exes to do good. I don't understand when people get mad. Like, or no, like, you know what I learned from that relationship, though? What? I learned that I only confront issues and try to work on things when I'm wanting to stay with a person and I see the potential to stay with a person. And if I'm about to be done with it, then I stop confronting the issues. And when Whoa. I find some shit out, I say nothing. I just use it as fuel to mentally leave the relationship before I physically. You know, that's with everything. That's with everything. All relationships work like that. Yeah. When I, when you, when someone, when someone stops caring and trying to make arguments with you, that's when you know. Oh no, I was like broken to fucking pieces, but I also recognize that he totally gaslit me every time I would find some shit out. So I'm just like, I'm not going to say shit anymore. Mm, What did you find out? Bitches. Don't you think? Uh, well, no, sorry, you, not bitches. He was the bitch. Other <laughs> no, women. no, 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 no. There sounds like there's some uh, resentment in there. Oh, absolutely. Like when it's, you, you, you miss do him, don't something. You? No, not at all. Not at all. No, because it was a whole. I think feel like the relationship. You get into that. You get into that age where you're starting to look back at relationships. You know, because before you didn't know. What I do miss was my high school relationship. The concept of my high school relationship. My what high the, school sweetheart. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, yeah. The idea of not necessarily the idea, the experience that I had with my high school sweetheart. Even oh, though yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have like feelings for him or romantic yeah. feelings for you him. You missed the puppy love. It was a good time. Yeah. Love is. I think that's what they mean. Love is wasted on the young because like, when you're young. You just, you just, it was it's that, just every, your world, like your world is that other person. Toxic yeah. ass. I'll do anything yeah. for you kind of love. Yeah. Like if I didn't like a bitch, he'd trip her kind of love. If I told him burn down the school, if you love me, he'd yeah. burn down the fucking yeah. school. That's why like, it's so dangerous. Let's die together type shit. It was horrible. 
And yeah, it was that's what makes it great. Phenomenal at yeah. the same time. I know. I think that's what makes high school love so dangerous. Is like, I don't know. It was great. Is that you feel like your world is them without them? It's nothing. But then you grow yes. up and you realize that and it's just, just like, uh, like, what was I doing? That was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd look the same way back. There's three. They say there's three loves of your life. Your first one is obviously just like your high school puppy love. Your second one is the one where you grow the most. And like you learn how to work out relationships, and then your third one is the one where you actually know what you're doing, and it's your long term. Like you're gonna marry this person, love. Wow, and the third one definitely hasn't come along. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like so I had I, my first love yeah, one I time, know. and I've had my second love like four times. Yeah, same, same. But you, you put the category. I same, right? Like, but you know, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, it was like toxic. We're still working it out. So maybe the next one. I feel like I'm at that stage where it's like now it's gonna be like the forever whatever that person comes. At least I know. I feel like now I actually have an idea of what I'm looking for, you know? I feel like I'm having a huge idea of everything that I don't want. A huge idea of everything you don't want? That I don't want. You don't have any idea of what you do want? I have several ideas of what I do want, purely default because of all the shit that i not okay Let me hear with. what you do want. Don't, please, do don't, want? please don't say big penis. No, because I've come across big penises that assume that they're great at lovemaking because they have big dicks, and turns out that most people with big dicks are probably fucking whack. Uh, it turns. Why do you say that? Because I've dealt with a micro. Penis, you know, it's the same not thing. A micro penis, it's but a, a fairly small penis that like put it down yeah. oh, really? because they put so much effort into everything oh that's great because they're insecure that they can perform purely off of size dude give that so, guy a shout out be like normally, yo my man no. yeah. <laughs> no, i'm kidding i'm kidding i get it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you. hey hey, hey. <laughs> yo we, we see you we see you out there doing your thing we appreciate like, <laughs> you might not touch my yugi love hey though. that's funny because we <laughs> The the last podcast, if you go listen to it, we were literally talking about this exact. So, well, we talked about like, what would you rather be bald or with a uh, small dick or have hair and like have a no like a like no bald with a big dick or have hair with a, like a smaller not a tiny dick but a smaller dick and then the both guys I think they said smaller dick and hair and I was like oh really yeah, I, I was think like guys I was have like, more insecurity about being bald yeah I know right but I was like I don't really why. think but I mean like you have a nice shape head that's what everyone says you know that it's weird is that people ask me more often or than not is like do you shave your head just because or do you have like are you actually bald naturally it's like how do you not i guess they can't tell they're like yeah look you looks good on yeah everyone I mean, says I that looks like, good like on your me. head looks patchy or yeah, anything, yeah, but yeah i've also seen pictures of you with hair and maybe because i'm so accustomed to yeah it, that's I'm what just people like, say you don't belong with hair that's what, I, that's what people but say but also the so dude weird. that that i was talking to recently i've seen pictures of him with hair and he's bald he looks so much better with bald and he looks more manly bald same thing with sal my director like he i yeah. met him with hair and i'm just like he looks more i guess that's true bald. whenever i thought it, i can i can i can't even picture which but, oh, yeah, would look with hair. yeah i know yeah yeah, got, yeah. Like, lumpy ass heads yeah yeah, and yeah all of y'all got good beards yeah yeah so i feel like i don't i don't i think sal looks good with that with his bald head yeah, too i, think, I was like i, I never think, even like, thought people, about that i've i've seen very few people that look good bald and barefaced as opposed to people with beards that have good shaped heads and bald they look yeah great. yeah but like as far as the dick thing goes like i remember my ex, my most recent ex, like we fucked on the first date. Why would you say that on video on a no podcast? One knows who I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. that's true. Well, that's true. But so, the guy, like, yeah, we true. like 
first right, date fine. had car sex and i thought he was like this he's such a does this guy not he's own so a house nice. how old is he what does it matter with you aren't you too old for look, dude you're too old for car sex look look, I, look, look, look I got i don't if someone look, was like look I'm like, i have standards I, yeah, okay. what does that I have mean standards. oh but a, a car sex is not a standard to you what are you talking about hey, like, look, look, look look i hadn't got laid i don't know how long i fell in love <laughs> with this dude over a phone call i was just like jabus if you real i'm bob put it down this guy must have and been one hell of a phone call a conversation list what are you talking yes, about a phone call how long sweet. he was a gentleman and i was just like gentleman and then we kissed for the first time on our first date and i'm not someone who's cool with anybody kissing me on the first date mm-hmm. and he did what well, no i'm sorry i attacked him I kissed him. <laughs> he jumped on him, him here and just said that phone call just got him, me in it, girl. And just turned into a went huge on him. makeout section session. And that, that makeout session was really intense. And I realized he wasn't as innocent as he looked. And I was just like, oh shit. And then we ended up kissing again, but we kept trying to avoid it because we're just like, first date, let's not do that. We're right, right, right. And um, but yeah, shit got really, really intense. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And one thing led to another, and it happened pretty fast, but not the act but yeah. we ended up getting into you it said it was the first fast. date what do you mean that is fast what are you talking that's about that's what i mean like like that night like how long it took from point a to point b that's a few <laughs> hours what are you talking I about know, what are you talking about what are you this is not your i was the aggressor and he was attempting not to be the aggressor because I had expressed how much I love that he's a gentleman. Oh, okay. And um, I mean, gentlemen, just like it you, turns you on. I've got two so, stories to tell you, and I'm gonna try to remember them all. I'm okay. cut you off. Okay, go ahead. So what happened? What happened was um, me being the aggressor after he expressed consent. I put my hand in his pants, oh, and geez. I didn't expect to find what I found, and it was a lot. And my thought wasn't like, oh, thank God I got a man dingo dick here. My mind was just like, oh, no, this is a big dick. What if he thinks he knows what he's doing and doesn't because he's society's told him that big dick means you're a great lover. And therefore, he's never actually worked on learning how to make love to a woman. And this was the first encounter I ever had Uh where big dick energy with, how big are we talking with, i mean I'm, I'm just curious i want to know what a big dick is to you now I mean, what do you consider a big dick to be because i don't know i mean my my big dick I mean, idea might be very like might be bigger like in girth and okay was he a big guy or was he no! just no like, weird i've heard that you know it doesn't matter it's just like genetics that's so crazy right wow i've, I've been with huge dudes average dudes yeah yeah i've seen yeah probably yeah, the yeah, smallest yeah. person that i've been with and wow was he he's obviously latin puerto rican probably if i would guess not puerto rican i will never date a puerto rican because i am he's, puerto he's latin rican, he's latin and i don't want to fuck my cousin he's latin yeah yeah of course okay he's latino and um but yeah and the first time i've ever come by maybe because he's so like innocent and sweet and i feel like i demolished that um that <laughs> wait night. how old is he he's older than i am why, why would you why, why would you assume that he's just yeah, because would, he's so sweet he's so nice he's such a gentleman he's so kind he treated me like a fucking princess i swear and a fucking queen and and just and that's how i felt mm. on his throne so it was just it was phenomenal and it's the first time i ever came across like mandingo situation and that it was actually phenomenal do one of these do one of these <laughs> tell me no way get the fuck out of I here can't. i don't <laughs> 
ああ、ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペン。ウィンペ
And like I said, girls are constantly sucking dick in high school. They ain't getting me. You went to a different. School. You went to a different high school it's than I horrible. went to. I went to white people. I went well, to white I went people to high school. We did not schools, like. So I. Yeah, it was okay so to like. Heard. My thing was like, you were okay if you had a girlfriend, but if you didn't, or, or the people I hung out with, I don't know about the people like I don't know about the other parties, but like yeah, it wasn't. It would be unusual for someone just to hook up with random people because everybody would hear about it really? the next day. Yeah, because everybody would know about it, and then they would be like, oh, she hooked up with this guy. Well, I went to like huge ass schools. Yeah, I went to a big school too. I think. I had I don't remember a thousand people in my graduation. But like class, even in middle so school, I'm... people were fucking, and I was just okay. Like, that's what? not no, no, no that's, that's not, crazy. That's not a thing in my no, that's, no, like, wait, that that's not a thing in my middle school. I didn't no. lose my virginity to like I think like senior year. I don't even know what what do you talk who do you, who knows what sex is. I don't honestly don't even think I knew what sex was in high school. I don't really? remember. Yeah, I don't even think so. What? You think didn't so. fiddle your pickle? <laughs> I think it maybe if it did, it probably started like eighth grade year, maybe or like ninth grade year. But, but like, like not before that. Like, did you nah. watch porn? Anything? I was I, okay. I was before the internet. So I'm back in the day. So no, it's oh, not like we had. It's I'm not like you. It's so not like you had. A, it's not like you had an iPhone. We I was just like, watching look up, porn like, at like twelve nah. years old. You people didn't start having computers in their house. Like people started using the internet more and more when I was like in high school, like freshman sophomore year. That's when computers really started to take off and like. When I was, I got a cell phone my junior year in high school, and that's when everybody started getting cell phones. I remember my first cell phone was a Razor, and that was like the cool phone that everybody had. And that's like the I got that. That was my first phone in when I was a junior in high school. Yeah, yeah. So that's how old school I'm. High. uh, That's how old school I am. But the thing you said about the uh, the big dick and like not having to try, it's the same. It made me think of the same thing with like hot girls. Like their personalities are usually the worst personalities like you're talking you might as well just talk to a brick wall because this girl this girl has she's never had to give effort into any because guys will just hit on them and just yeah everyone's just trying to talk to them right so they don't have to be interesting at all because everybody just wants wants to even be around them just to be friends with them like especially now like it's cool to be with a hot chick and it's like but if you talk to them it's like this is the worst most dumb thing i've ever specifically said that any girl that if you were to rate them on the zero to ten scale, yeah, shit. zero to hot. That crazy. like that you know had, about. We literally talked about this had last podcast. Plenty of tens. We literally just talked and about this. All his tens, any ten that he's ever hooked up with, like they ain't shit in bed. But all of like the eights, like they can variate, and they're usually like dope as fuck. Yeah. But like girls who think that they ain't shit, they either one suck in bed or they're phenomenal yeah. and they have no great area i heard i don't quote me on this i heard the best is a girl that used to be big and then is now skinny because they still have big girl mentality but now they're hot and so they don't know that they're I hot feel like, I feel like, like dude there's well, a lot of, i heard they're like, i heard they're the best of being like black latina afro yeah. latina yeah i feel like a big girl she throw it down. oh dude like, she put it dude. down no, here's the thing uh, that people white guys don't understand when they're like i want a latino i want a latino like you don't understand they will fight you like you <laughs> if you think if you think that girl if you think you upset that girl and she won't punch you in the face let me tell you something she will punch you in the face <laughs> and she's not and if mind. yeah she will be yeah that's why, why the guy's like i want a latino i want that no you don't i think you understand the headache i've i've there's plenty of times where i would like i was like i should i want to say something to you right now but i'm pretty sure if i say this you're gonna punch me so i'm not gonna say it now <laughs> because, because there's nothing there's nothing i can do you she's know like, it's just like yeah it's like no baby, yeah you it's like you just gotta walk away like even if you're right in the right even if you're right in the argument you can't like you, you you're gonna get punched in the face you say the fuck fuck that thing so it's like i don't understand I say that, 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 that you're, you're right they're, they're only i know i'm right i trust me i mean that's why like uh dancers i don't i mean 
Well, that's one of the reasons why, but you know, that's one of the reasons I don't talk to dads too. Yeah, yeah. That way, no, 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 no. That way, that's not it at all. I'm fucking dead. That's hilarious. Another thing is the last girl I talked to, I was like, or not the last girl, but a girl I talked to recently within the last year. I was uh, like, we were kind of friends, like in the same friend group. And like, I was like, you know, let's hang out just you and me. So we went, hung out a few times. And I think I was just like trying to be gentlemanly and take it extra slow, right? So we went out, hung out like two or three times before any, I didn't even, I never even like kissed her or anything. And we like, I definitely had the opportunity, but I was like, "Ah, I don't know. We'll wait until like whatever, like till the moment's right, right? Or like, and then uh, one time we, the next time we did hung out and then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to kiss her tonight. It's just one-on-one. And we get done to the end of the night and she goes, um, she says to me, point blank, she goes, you're not going to try to kiss me, are you? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you just waited too long. I, I'm not into it anymore. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you just took too, you were just too slow. I was waiting for you to make your move. I was like, this is like, the, the, I was like, this is the third time we've hung out. You can say it to my face like that. Like you could just like, you could have just not said, you could have not said it. What is the, I mean, dude, I just said, I was trying, what happened to being a gentleman earlier? You loved a phone calls, a good amount, but hanging out three times yeah, is not enough. We also not enough. fucked in the car <laughs> after our first date. <laughs> That's not being a gentleman. Which that's what I'm saying. First, well, that's no, he was a gentleman. a gentleman. I was the aggressor. Okay, I was not well, being a gentle. Oh, maybe she female. was. Maybe uh, maybe I missed my mark. I I think here's the misconception. No, it was that a like, lot it was always have. it was there was an opportunity there, but I I felt like I was like I'm gonna force this. Like it doesn't like it was like late. It was like we had already like been out like and uh, things weren't working out. Like there was other people. Like it's a, it's a hard complication like complicated, complicated situation. situation. But there was like uh, it just it was awkward. It's like by the time we got alone, I was like, dude, it's like real late in the night. I'm tired. I'm like a little. It's like let's just go to sleep, you know. And and, and then the next time we hung out, and she was yeah, I was like done. So it wasn't ever like. Uh, if I did, I felt like I would have been trying to force it. And I was like, I'm not going to force this. I'd rather just go to bed, you know? And then I was like, we'll hang out again. And then hopefully it'll happen then. And by that time, it was just like, nah, that ain't happening. I was like, all right, well. Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think there's I've never gentleman. been so offended in my life. I was like, look, bitch, I'm trying to be that nice. I could have thrown it down I the first time. I know. You, I was like, bitch, you, if you want to be. If you don't want to do the first time. If you don't want to do the first time, which like. It's different because anytime that it's that a kiss has happened the first time, it's because I intended the kiss usually. Anytime it's happened the second or third time, it's because the ex person yeah. did it. But you realize but that I think most girls it, aren't gonna do that. What right? I appreciated though is the last person that kissed me actually and that that I didn't kiss actually the last person I kissed. The person before that, um, that kissed me, they asked if they could kiss me. I'm not doing that. I'm not a fucking bozo. I'm not going to well, ask I mean, you, like, hey, can I kiss you? Oh, no, what not fucking like that. weird is that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's cute. Because like you're face to face and you're just like, ah, and you're like right here. But you also like, you never want to pressure anybody. So nah, it's just like, right. can I kiss you? And What's... she's like, hell yes, you can kiss me. Or that gives like what the about... green light. It's better uh, no, I'd rather. Sorry. Consent, I think consent's I'd, hot. I'd rather you push your face away. At least I know that way. Rather than be like, you, and then I ask. Other than like, I ask you if I can kiss you. Just a straight up say my face though, and just a say girl's no. Not gonna push you away because she doesn't want things to be awkward for you, and she feels bad. So she'll allow you to kiss her even if she doesn't want to kiss you. That. Well, why? Why would you do that? You just kiss random. You just let a random dude. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kiss somebody that I want to kiss. Dude. I know, but, but you, maybe I wouldn't you kiss. did want it up until that point. Then you're just like, uh, no. But then you're just like, oh, I'm gonna be a bitch. Rather than this, and I'm gonna be that. It happens all the time. I don't think I've ever done that. So I don't think I've ever let someone kiss me if I didn't want to kiss them. 
But everybody's different. Fight, flight, or freeze response. Yeah. And what do you, you just freeze or you just, you just... It depends on the situation. <laughs> yeah. Love is hard, man. I don't know. Love is hard. Who knows? This is but all... like, if I'm going on a date with someone, there's I'm no... intentionally like... That's the thing. There's no, there's, no, there's no right or wrong answer. It's all just guessing. Everybody's we're all, just different. We're and all each, just guessing each here. two people are going to connect completely different than the next two people. Yeah, that's true. That's what's wilding about it. Well, I haven't connected with anyone in a while. I'll tell you that one. And I'm upset about it if you can't tell. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I heard uh, Houston got ranked on what was it? It was like some like, article, like top fifty-five places for single? single. Yeah, and I, someone I saw this. I was like bullshit. I, I was like, how hard is? I was like, how hard is it everywhere else? I was like bullshit. I was like, I don't. I didn't even read the articles. I don't want to hear your stupid. I'm sure it was some like stupid like just like trying to make noise or get clicks. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you think like. I, I, I should have read it what it was based off of but That's i was hilarious. like i don't think so i think the girls here are i don't know what it is i think they're more conservative maybe there are better looking girls here i'll give them that like we have hotter girls I mean, here. Houston's also very diverse yeah we're very diverse i'll give you that but we have the i think we got this old school like conservative mentality mm. like if you go out like if you see a group of girls yeah you could try to talk to them but they're not like gonna like talk to you you know unless really, you like, know them vibe. yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah we yeah. got some tribe mentality yeah exactly so it's like it's like a weird vibe like that i've noticed that like it's like an old school like trying to be proper here in texas i feel like you go to new york or like california they don't give oh a fuck my, you know dude you know what happened in new york yeah let me hear i was dancing bachata with a guy and then he asked me to dance again later on in the night Ooh. and you know we usually have like head to head yeah i know how it works yeah i know how it works i didn't have head to head connection with him i had nose to temple like he was like on my fucking temple and he's like i've never seen you around here before and i was like i'm not from here and he goes where are you from why don't you get your face i'm like sir. i'm here to see my brother and i keep doing this and he keeps like nosing and i'm just like why is this everybody's nosing watching me and i'm gonna look like such a bitch if i walk away from this dance and i'm just like and i kid you not my head could have touched the floor by the time he realized that why i was uncomfortable his, with his nose no, on my fucking, why was he putting his nose on your face i don't know maybe he didn't he didn't have a fucking napkin and he thought this was a great mm. place to wipe i don't fucking know that was so and he he's just like oh my gosh texas take me back to texas with you <laughs> I don't think my dude would appreciate that. And then he goes, oh, well, I'll spend all my savings to be with you. You ever heard that before? I'm like, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then hilarious. I walked away. I'm like, oh, my brother's calling me. And I just like roll off of his nose and then walk away. That's hilarious. Have you ever? Really yeah. You never. I've never had a situation like that. I've gotten really good. You've never had a man's nose on your and temple. Shut up. You know what I meant. I never had a girl's face like um first of all i realize i don't like people in my private space if i know you i'll do like the cheek to cheek if i know you but if it's like a random person i've never danced before yeah i'll dance with that but yeah yeah i'm keeping my We're distance sweating. even more yeah or my eyebrows have to be like made made up on every day so um don't touch my eyebrows oh those you draw them on i've had people not give like head head to cheek connection or like yeah cheek, but like they've like all over here and i've yeah. had somebody like face roll me not just body yeah. roll me face roll me and i kid you not little pieces of my eyebrows were left on their face yeah. and i was so upset because i lost my setting spray that day which means there was nothing to keep, uh, keep my eyebrows down and i'm do you not have real already. eyebrows at all you draw them on by yourself i right have there. like some yeah. but it doesn't go all the way out here because of my scars and right here it's just thin anyways on top of that 
I got microblading done. Yeah, you should get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and so... they fucked me up. So, really? Yeah, they fucked me up. So well, like, why did you get it for free? Yeah, you gotta go pay for that <laughs> because shit. Because she wanted to do some of her portfolio. Uh, didn't turn out right. No. Mm, sucks. And so I'm traumatized. I'm just like I'm just a paint. I'm on Picasso for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. They look good now. I can't tell anything. I can't tell your eyebrows are fucked up. I have a different different emotion. For anyone that doesn't know, Yaya is a professional... What would you call yourself? A traveling professional dance instructor? Not traveling professional dance instructor. You were just a dance, just a dance instructor? A dance instructor. Yeah. For dancer. salsa and bachata. I would say, if I had to rank you, based on everything I've seen, I would say you're probably top 20 in Houston, probably top 100 in the US, I would guess. I would, if I were to guess, I'd say under twenty in Houston. Not to bust my bubble. Who do you? I all right. <clears throat> and I'm not. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. No, no, no. That's probably true. That's probably true. That's probably true. That's probably true. That's but probably. it also depends on what is it that you're defining. No, you know. No, just all around. No, we're talking. We're dancer. talking. Every, well, no. Yeah, I would say. I, I would. I would say. I would say. Styling wise, and yeah, styling wise for sure. No, there's no question about it. Styling wise, you got it. You're one of the. You're definitely one of the, probably, yeah, top five I guess in Houston. And then instructor, you're a really good instructor too. You know how, the thing that makes um, a good instructor is you have to explain to the detail like what it feels like, and like you put your. You're gonna have to put your hand here, and you know turn it here. Feel you're gonna feel this pressure here. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel that, it's off here. You know. Yeah. That's why because it's the little it's the little details well. it's the little details that you make you a good some instructor. People who they work audibly ver- verbally right but you have some people that are extremely visual yeah and you have people who are straight up kinesthetic like i need to put your leg where it belongs yeah, yeah. and then explain to you what this picture yeah. needs to look like and then i needed you to do that a million times before your muscle memory can absorb yeah. it i'm the person where like i could tell like if i if it doesn't feel right i can feel it i can be like this doesn't feel right what some what am i doing wrong where this doesn't feel as smooth as it should feel and like that's it you just gotta be like well you gotta it feels like this and it should feel like this well you're not putting your arm here you know like a raise your yeah. arm or push here so you're you know. making aesthetic yeah 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 mm-hmm. i'm really kinesthetic for about a solid three years i was very kinesthetic mm-hmm. and it took me that long to be able to absorb verbal and visual instruction yeah i can barely i I was the most difficult student i can barely do visual because i get lost so i mean it will if you do it you'll have to do it a few times and i'm not a visual person i can't just see what someone's doing and then do it you have to stop show me step by step what you're doing and then i can be able to do it i can't just look at you dancing and and then be able to do it about the dance community we live in a show and tell type of dance yeah i know right it's dude it's since i've been in it i feel like it's changed so much like it's just so much different with these young people it's just like i don't know i think um it's always been show and tell yeah but it's always people who break anything down yeah yeah but it's like uh, everyone just wants to be good now. Like no one wants to practice. Like no one wants to, you know, it's just like all about the, it's like the same thing with everything else. It's all about well, the gram. Like show me what it looks like. Yeah, that's what it is. Everything's marketed as come learn how to dance salsa X boot course. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, boot camp or course. Yeah. And it's like, you're not going to learn like, dude, I've been dancing for years. Like, I barely not, know how to dance. You know, I barely know like, how to I've do anything. I've been training for seven, eight, but still yeah. every day I'm learning something new. And my my director, my mentor, he's been for almost twenty years, and still, no every way. day he's learning I don't something. believe that. I, that I don't believe. I don't think Sal. You know, he used to be a beat boy. What is a beat boy? A break dancer. What? Sal used yeah. to be a beat boy. And when he was like sixteen, seventeen, 
he met my parents at a club that he snuck into and he saw my mom dancing with my uncle and that was one of his first inspirations that's so crazy they know each other like that for those that don't know salomon what's sal's last name salomon amaya salomon amaya learns has a dance studio here one of the best here in houston i think I love his styling. I love his. I, he's my favorite uh, guy dancer style wise. In yeah, uh, probably one of the best. Well, the, for sure the best in Houston. That I mean, I just love his style because he's the smoothest. For sure, to me, he's the smoothest, and uh, he, I think he looks the best. It's like what the way I like to dance is. I like to dance with no effort. I like. I, yeah. I hate it when girls are like oh just you know push and pull it's like dude that's not i don't like doing that i don't like i don't because I, it doesn't look good and it also it feels good that's also how you hurt somebody you yeah. know Thanks. and so that's why i like i think sal's got to probably to me the best i love his styling the most the best teacher so if you're yeah his styling or his aesthetic um both both i like both i like both yeah i like i yeah. like i said i like the zero effort look and uh, it's hard to, I mean, dude, it's, it's hard Someone to do. Someone told me, they're like, uh, I want to learn how to dance like Sal. I want to look like him when I dance. Like, um, what is it that you want to look like? Because I want to look expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that is the, the per- that is a perfect, yeah, yeah. He looks, yeah, that's and exactly. And now he's training on our training dude, team. And he's like, yeah, yeah, how do I look? I'm like, you look expensive. Dude, that is a great, that is a, a literally a great way. Yeah, he's he like, does Sal, look, he does he look turned- expensive. Yeah, yeah, he does look, yeah, he does, he does. <laughs> Yeah, that looks. That's what it looks G as fuck. Yeah, that's what it looks G as fuck. It's like, dude, that guy looks smooth as that guy looks smooth as hell. Yeah. Um, but I tell everybody that it's funny that everybody love whenever they see me dance or like I have people when I'm at uh, at Fabian's or Tropicana they come up to me and they see me dance with Chata. They're like, hey, can you teach me how to dance with Chata? I was like, dude, I don't. I've, it's taken me five years like I'll give you I don't teach I can give you the place to do it but they always like oh just teach me in a weekend it's like dude that's not how it works man I've been there nope. for a long time that's homie like yeah I know but they're like oh just teach me now it's like nah that's not how this works nope. too I've even had girls come up to me like oh and I'm looking for a guy to teach me how to dance this is what I heard a friend of mine um, post on Facebook the beautiful thing and the worst thing about the about being a dancer is that anyone can teach yeah that's true well not that they should but they can exactly yeah yeah and not that they have a genuine capacity or capability or understanding but yet everyone is a teacher now yeah but i think well on the back side of that is i think everyone should dance it's the best i don't think dude it's the best thing how would you describe it why do you like dancing so much i'll tell you why i like love dancing so much and you tell me why you love dancing. okay you go first the reason I love dancing, there's so many reasons. All right. The first reason is it's great for, I think it's like great for your brain. It's great. It helps you with your hand-eye coordination. I think it keeps you sharp. Um, it's a great exercise. You get to meet a bunch of fun people. Yeah. You know, you go to, you get to travel. Like I go to, you go to other salsa congress. It's like you're part of a group. No matter where you go, I can go to New York and I'll go to a dance studio and I'll dance and I'll I'll I feel like I know these people even though I yeah. don't because we're all you know we're all into this thing yeah and it's like a community of people you know good or bad thing that everybody yeah. knows everybody but it's just and it's just could clean fun you'll meet you'll have it you're gonna have a good time no matter what you know just go out there cut loose and yeah it's just a great exercise is good for your brain it's it's nice clean fun you can meet people and it, it's sexy you know you can meet the opposite sex as well you know don't do that too much but <laughs> but yeah that's 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 what i love about it i don't know no for sure i think a huge charm of it is that it's you have thousands and thousands and thousands maybe millions of people all over the world that are actually interested in it yeah. the mambo capital of the world is fucking milan italy 
I did not know that. Fucking Italy. Mamboland, really? Croatia. China. I do Croatia. I've seen the South, Croatia. I've seen South the Croatia. I want to like go to that Croatia. Tour in China. Dude, that Croatia thing looks dope. Uh, dude, that there, looks dope as hell. The Warsaw Festival oh. just passed. Dude, I want to go there so, one of these like, days. It's I always see videos like, dude, this looks huge. It's There's thousands of people over there. The fucking world. Yeah. And what trips me out and what I love so much about that charm and about that community is and about our community is this is a part of my culture. This is a part of the history of my people. And everyone around the world, whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, is partaking in a lot of things that have to do with my culture from its language, its heritage, with its music, with whether it be Puerto Rican, Cuban, Dominican, Colombian. The entire world is learning our culture. And right now we're in a time, well, we have been in a time for fucking ever where something is always being appropriated something's always being suppressed there's always a people being fucked with and now that it's being brought to the attention of hey by the way black people latinos indigenous people they're going through some shit and that's what i am but guess what europe they're paying to learn my culture. <laughs> they're paying to learn your stuff. White people, black people, Latino yeah. people, Asian people. They're learning. They're paying to learn my culture. And they're asking the brown girl about it. Yeah. That's what's trippy. Is that I'm seeing every culture partake in learning and wanting to participate in the culture that came from my people. Yeah. That's magical to me. And that's probably the number one things that I love about being a dance instructor is this is the one spot where it's not a bad thing to be black it's not a bad thing to be latino it's not a bad thing to be brown it's a great thing if anything uh, people put you higher and higher on the yeah, pedestal yeah for sure from coming from the culture and teaching the culture that's great so i think that's pretty dope but for me it's probably the most euphoric experience that i could have dude it's the next best thing i tell you it, all right it's uh it's the same thing that everyone says you know it's like chasing a high if you get I don't know what it is. Maybe you could describe it better. I'll try to explain it the best. Is when you get a dance with someone and it's like for a minute that you're dancing, like nothing else exists. It's like you're dancing on a cloud. Like it's perfect in that moment and it's just you and that other person. You all share a connection. It's almost like sex, but way cleaner because it's not, right? And it's just like, sometimes it's, 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 yeah, sometimes it's better. Sometimes it really is. It's like, yeah, I can't even describe it. It's a high you will never feel. And it's just like, everything flows exactly as you want it to be. And in that moment, nothing else matters. It's great. Cause you're right there and you're sharing connection with that person. And that connection. It, it, you can't even, and it, it's weird. It's like it's a, it's a high, it's a high you can't even describe. It's like, an intimacy I that you can't find anywhere. Right. Else. Yeah. That's so weird. And, the thing about dancing and also why I feel like it's therapeutic and I have like an extreme case of PTSD. My father does, my mother does. And the thing is like, we're people who like don't fucking touch us. My whole job is to be physically connected to another person. The fact that you have to anticipate each other's movements, there's a strong level of trust that has to be there to be able to create that connection. Whenever you're dancing, you're in unison and you're vibrating on the same frequency and you're flowing together as one unit, not two. And that is the closest I've that for me 
And I'm a person who prefers like an extreme form of intimacy being sexual. When I'm dancing, that is the same level, if not sometimes more intimate right? than sex. It is. Yeah, that I think being it is too. that I have no romantic connection to It's like your souls. Yeah, like with. your souls connect. When you when it's the right it's, person, it's like you they know you know what they're gonna do. A person who I would have had a conversation with, probably gotten to know their brain and been like, whatever, or met them yeah. in a random friend group and been like, Okay, this is great. I dance with them. Yeah. And I'm more attracted to them after experiencing our connection dancing versus experiencing just our connection outside yeah. of dancing. There's people who I've come across multiple times and it's whatever. Not once did we ever initiate a genuine conversation until after dancing with each other. Yeah. Whether it be because friends, because something romantic, because of needing to network or something. The people who I've had a phenomenal connection with dancing with, I've developed a more trusting relationship yeah. with than the people who I either one haven't danced or they yeah. haven't had a strong connection yeah that's it because i think the way that you connect with a person dancing also says a lot about how you can connect us to different humans yeah and, and that doesn't have to have a specific dynamic to yeah it. and i think it's sometimes it's just like you just have the same vibe like for whatever reason like you and that person for whatever reason we're just we just vibe well we exactly. just work we just work i don't know why for whatever reason are we just connect and i i don't know what it is but and something like, about you it's something it's like two puzzle couples, two pieces of a puzzle working together it's I like work with couples who always have like a lot of mismatch shit it shows up in their dancing ooh. anyone who's dominant in their relationship you can see it in the dance you see so much of somebody's character when you experience yes, them as a dancer yeah, and in yeah. that connection versus anything and it says so much so even people who like they get along but they can't get on the same flow like there's a husband and wife that I'm working with right now and when they dance they're always like stepping on each other's feet and everything <sighs> but they laugh about it they're so different from each other but in a way that it works oh uh, okay but like they get on each other's nerves but they laugh so much as like well I like this motherfucker I'm gonna deal with his ass for the rest of my life yeah. but like fuck this nigga yeah. Yeah. that's exactly how they are when they dance like they clash so that's much hilarious. but they think it's hilarious and they enjoy it oh, that's so they good. enjoy how much they clash, they clash in their relationship yeah, and, how they are. and I see people who are in such harmony and the way they flow is so effortless that you would swear that they're this one being and that's literally how they flow when they dance and you see someone else where like one person is really handling everything or there's a lot of stress and a lot of clashing and it turns out that that's how the relationship generally is with each other as well so when you look at friendships as well you see that same connection into their dancing mm -hmm. and i think it says a lot about people as lovers as humans their uh maybe even the way that they love other people how giving they are it says a lot about them so intimately the way that you can connect with someone through dancing mm -hmm. versus sitting there and assuming that the conversation is what's going to let shit be yeah, I would say I was telling someone the other day. My favorite thing about my first favorite thing about dancing is obviously dancing. My second favorite thing about dancing is watching other people dance because yeah. it's like you get to see you just tell someone's personality by watching them dance. Yeah. You can tell what they're like. You can tell like you you just see them coming out through their movements, and it's like yeah. in, especially if I dance with you, I'll know by the end of the dance, I'll have an idea of what kind of person you are. Yeah. simply by dancing with you, I'll yeah, have an idea sure, of what your person sure. is like without even talking to you for whatever. I'll have an idea of what you're like as a person. It's yeah. so weird, though. It's like, I don't know. It's got to be... I, I, I can't... Just, yeah, what, I don't, what is it about dancing they, that makes makes it that way? I think it's got to be the same thing about, like, our cavemen. Because, you know, like, back either singing, cooking, dancing, there were all things that all cultures relate to. Making yeah, music, right? There's exactly. just something in the cavemen that 
since the beginning of time, it's always been there, no matter what. There was also, dancing. Also, when it comes to African culture and indigenous culture, yeah, a huge common denominator between the music, between the dancing, is it has to do with storytelling. Yeah, and the history, on, right, right, right. As opposed to European aspect, where you're able to write and collect these files, everything for us was word of mouth. Yeah. So, however, myths and legends tend to alter over time is because they're literally getting passed down mouth to mouth. The only thing that tends to stay concrete are the dances. So, whenever lyrics to music get changed, or notes to music get changed, or steps to dances get changed, that's an altering of a story as if you were to write something out and change it to a different word. Yeah. So, I think that's also a huge intimate part. It is storytelling and that connection with another person, with a with with a being, with with your spirituality, with an entity. A lot of things in dancing, which is also something I admire so much about dancing, is a lot of the things like orishas, which orishas are like saints. So if you think about like Catholicism, yeah, and then instead of those saints, we'd have orishas or guerreros. And a lot of the praise dancing that is done to worship these entities are come from the, those bases or the essence of those movements. A lot of movements that we do in salsa and mambo derive from the basic forms of those steps. And when you look at those steps and you dance, certain rhythms are meant to call upon the energy or the essence of that specific entity. Oh. So what's so dope is that music on its frequency has so much to do with your emotions, the way you process things, the way you absorb things. Yeah. But it's not even just in African indigenous or Latin dance. It's or Caribbean dancing. You look at like Middle Eastern practices when you're in yoga and you're doing the frequency yeah shit, yeah yeah again, yoga. that's frequency mm -hmm. and they're meant to hit different parts of your chakras mm -hmm. so why wouldn't all music now do the same thing so mm -hmm. it makes sense and a lot of indigenous people use certain rhythms and certain noises certain sounds whistles clapping for healing because this frequency is to heal this part of your body it makes sense you also do it with chakras so dancing listening to music has such an effect on the way your body perceives your relationship with emotions your relationship with coping your relationship with food your relationship with people it has a lot to do with your chemical overload in your body so frequency is so important for the way your body reacts chemically because all of our emotions are chemical and chemical overload can be really toxic in some shape or form that's what drugs do <laughs> it's yeah. like like they say like yeah if your friend um or somebody that you really care about is ignoring you that it can replicate the same chemical reaction in your body as physical pain so people die from broken hearts they die yeah, from being emotional depression mm -hmm. and it's toxic to your organs it's toxic to your body imagine having that situation all the time how healing could dancing be to that because of the healthy frequencies that are being surrounded by. yeah yeah. So it's pretty dope. It's it's crazy how many dots you can connect through dancing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll. I mean, I would think that I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. I don't. I don't think I'll ever stop. I don't. I could be in a wheelchair and I'd still be fucking dancing. It makes it. it <coughs> I've I know people that used to dance and they just stopped. It's like, how? How would like, you? How? how? How would you ever stop doing this? I don't get it. Like, are you not addicted? Like, how would you just like, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like doing crack and then just saying one day, hey, I'm done. It's like, what? Why? How? Like, <laughs> why would you hey, stop yeah, why would you, smoking yeah, crack? Why would you what stop? the fuck? No, you know what I meant. Like, it's like so good. It's like so good. It's just like, oh, it's no, so weird. I mean, like, shrooms are dope. I smoke a fair amount of weed. Oh. Yeah, you're a pothead. We get it. We're, you're a drug addict. We get it. Acid, though. Acid is the closest euphoria that I've ever experienced to dancing. And even what? Then, even then it doesn't it still doesn't 
it, it still can't touch that. Okay, I've never done acid, but I don't know how you compare acid to dancing. That I mean, seem- like kaleidoscopes. Whoever the fuck invented kaleidoscopes, like they were on some shit. Oh, the little things that yes, make that's, colors? that's what you see for like the first three hours that on acid. That sounds terrifying, yeah, yeah. That, I don't think you understand. Don't trip that sounds, if you know you're tripping. That sounds terrifying. You that, you, I don't think you understand. I would, I, would, I would literally lose my mind because I would be paranoid. If I, if I started really? seeing that, oh, I'm it would not par- be... I'm so fucking it would not paranoid be, it would not be a so good time. much anxiety. Yeah, it would not be a good time. If I throw my head back and be like, let's go for a ride. <laughs> you can too if i can do it you can't <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so i don't think i think you're better you're a stronger person that's than my, I, no, I think they call it a trip i think you're a i think you're a stronger person than i am it's man. amazing yeah i'll never fucking do it again yeah but it was phenomenal maybe in like a couple years so you just moved to orlando do you <clears> like it out there do you miss us well i, we miss I you. definitely miss you dude the this the socials aren't the same man i mean like i said we don't have i feel like ever since covid it's obviously died back and i don't think it's come back to what it was the scene isn't what it what it used no, to be it right it makes me so sad like Anywhere. i know right i like, think Florida's the most popping i want to try this thing i think the younger generation it seems to be more into bachata and it's like there's so many like um remixes to modern songs i think that the younger kids yeah. would be into English songs with bachata, you know, because I think they, I think kids just like for whatever reason, I think it's easier and to, to also dance bachata because they love the idea of being able to body roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing about okay, here's my problem with body rolls. I like body rolls; they look great. You have to okay. Here's what people don't understand: the idea of a body roll is to be sexy, right? Be sensual. The problem with that is you better know what the fuck you're doing to do a body roll. Because if you're like just learning and you're not comfortable with yourself and you're awkward, a body roll looks awkward. If you don't know how to do a body roll, I've body gotten roll. hurt more times no, being attempted with somebody attempting to lead me into a body roll yeah. than I have in salsa. No, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll barely do it. it. It makes me like. I'll do it, but I better like halfway through the song. I'm like, okay, this girl actually knows how to dance because otherwise, this thing, same thing you said. I'm not trying to throw her back out and like and like hurt her, but yeah, yeah, no, 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 not trying, not trying to do that. But you know, um, but yeah, is that what it is? I think yeah. But all the kids seem to be into bachata more. But I feel like we started having more socials like bachata socials, especially younger. Yeah, you got to charge your phone. Yeah, go plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. I forget the last part we ended on. We were talking salsa. Let's talk something else. Uh, oh, moving to Orlando. Do you miss do you having a good time out there? Yes. I always went and moved to Miami, but it's too way too expensive, dude. I mean, it's I don't, the second most expensive. I know, I know. I Other than New York, this. I'm assuming, or yeah, California, New York. New, New York. York, and then everywhere else in California falls after. Yeah. Uh, um, I love Orlando. I miss Houston like crazy. We miss you. Um, the thing is, in Orlando, I haven't really got to experience it, even though I've lived there for three months. Because I had to be in L.A. like two weeks every month that I've been living in Orlando. And then I've spent one week here every single month since I moved to Orlando. So technically, I really only speak about a, spend about a week or a week and a half in Orlando yeah. since I've lived there. So I haven't yeah. even really experienced it. So not That's what I'm saying. You're a, traveling dance, you're a traveling dance instructor. A dance instructor just stays in one spot. You're well, a traveling dancer, but not uh, traveling dance instructor. Yeah. So even though I'm a dance instructor, I don't always travel for instruction. So a lot of times I travel to, to train or to work with the team. Gotcha. So it's not always in January, yes, though. But it's more so just professional dancer. It's pretty mm, much what it is. Mm. 
But I, I do love Orlando and I see so much potential. They have a strong bachata scene, but you have some yeah. people who dance traditional, but a lot of people who dance urban and sensual. And there Dude, is urban a central really is, strong hope Urban sensual is the best way to but do it. But the salsettos are actually really good. Really? It's like, when I'm telling you, like, Florida got their socials on lock, Orlando got their socials on lock, like, Orlando's socials are stupid. Like, they're huge. Oh, really? They're really, they're how Houston used to be. Yeah. And you genuinely enjoy it. What I love is Salsa Heat, shout out to Salsa Heat, is Salsa Heat Social. They have one a month that is salsa based with some bachata, and they have one that's bachata based with some salsa. Oh, okay. So, whichever crowd really gets to go, and either way, they're yeah. usually always packed, anyways. Yeah. And in Miami, I mean, you there's a place to go salsa dancing. Yeah, nights. yeah. That's the thing I think. The Houston, the thing is, there's the nights that have salsa dancing. We can't go every night, you know. There's not a place on Mondays or there's not a place on Wednesdays. There's not a place on Sundays like there used to be either. And that's the thing that's really sad. There's like, some places that have like a Latin night, but Latin night's going to be more like dembo, reggaeton, merengue. Yeah, that's not, that's, but that's You're not, not fun. Get I, get a, I, didn't, I didn't go anywhere to dance reggaeton, But also reggaeton, because not bitch. as many dancers are going out anymore in Houston. Yeah, that's true. The more dancers and the more the DJs are going to be like oh well, it we needs got to come so back many more people i want to try to host the night play. somewhere i think i would get a place and host the night play bachata do it but anyways the other thing i wanted to get to because i tell everybody this is that you're insane but also your <laughs> family's your family's insane and your family has one of the craziest stories i think i've ever heard in my life and yeah. i don't even know if it's true i don't even know like what to believe because it sounds absolutely in fucking sane and i thought my family insane. i thought my family was crazy which they are but you i think you taught me homie i think well, you taught I'm me you think a little bit yeah and then well i tell people this all the time the first time i saw your dad i go that might be one of the scariest people i've ever seen he's in my life sweetheart. he's got no he's got He'll fucking cut yeah exactly you know there's people that you see and you're like don't there's people you don't mess with right He's one of those people you see and like that guy's been to prison and he will kill you. That's the kind of guy. Look, Facts to both. Yeah, I know. I know. But he's got the look. He's got the crazy look at it. It's like the same thing with Latin women, you know? It's like well, it's you got to know that that lady will punch you. <laughs> it's the same thing with your dad. It's like you got to know that guy is going to cut you. Same thing, you know? Just don't fuck with him. And you'll be good. Yeah. So tell me about your family, man. Tell me about your mom, gangster ass mom and your gangster ass dad. <laughs> um. So there, for legality reasons, there's very few things that I could tell you. <laughs> no, there, it's gotta, it's gotta, that was gotta be without the what is it called? Without the ten years or past, you know what is it called? Out of not warranty, but you know what I'm saying. The statute of limitations got to be passed. It's got to be passed. Actually, no. Oh <laughs> not really? For not for everything. My Jesus. dad, yeah. Um, my, my dad, mother, yeah, my, mom, my no. mother. I okay, for for legal for legal reasons, for legal reasons. We, we, we will not say names. Um, let's just say that my mom's a fucking G, and she's the sweetest thing that you ever thought that you met. Just don't fuck with her. Back in the day, though, from what I heard in the dancing scene, don't approach my mom. Really? That's yeah. What would she do to you? It's just like she was not the one to fuck. She was not the one to just try to come up and say hi to Like she was a sweetheart, but let her choose to like come up to you. Wait, that's weird. She would always but ask back the guys. Then it was like do or die shit. My mom lived the life of having to survive from Puerto Rico. No, my mom's from Houston actually. She's from Houston. So she, she's like, she dealt with one hell of a life. So she's just like, she's not the one to fuck with as opposed to my dad. My dad ended up in a situation, but he wasn't born into a situation, if that makes sense. My yeah. mom was born into some shit, so she didn't really have a choice. She just had the hand that she had and she had to figure the fuck out. But my dad, my dad just ended up in some shit because he's so atrevido and he's fucking crazy. 
but also he's a mathematician he's adhd like me but he has a photographic memory he's a fucking genius but the thing is with genius comes boredom and manic and you're just curious to get into all kinds of shit because you can because he's he's smart and learns things so quickly he was also a fighter and it was a lot for him so he ended up getting recruited into special forces and he says that he wish he would have chose like prison over that prison over special forces wasn't yeah. the special forces wait puerto rico has special forces what do you mean does puerto rico have i don't know they, they weren't well there it's a part of the u.s now so when did the it's been part of the u.s so your dad was part of the special forces in the u.s my dad is second generation military do you have you ever seen my mil- grandfather have you, fought have, the you, war. have you ever seen military photos of your dad yes i have military okay. photos of my dad that's crazy it was when he was beautiful why do you go to prison can you say that uh no <laughs> you can't say why he went to prison no how long was he in prison for i don't know it wasn't the first time this is crazy how long has he been out of prison can you tell me that out well i don't know the last time he went to jail prison and jail and county what do you not know when your county dad goes to jail my different. dad goes to jail i feel like i have an idea i visited my dad at jail but like prison is different prison and county are two different things i've seen mm. my dad in county plenty of times but i never visited him if he was in prison mm. But I know he's been in jail multiple times. Can you see yourself in that frame? Are you still in that frame? Yeah, I can see okay. myself. Okay, just making sure. Okay, yeah, I'm on the opposite. Okay, yeah. uh, just making sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, talking to daddy across, like, plexiglass. How old were your parents when you were born? When I was born, dad, my dad was in his early 20s. My mom was probably, like, 17 or 18 years old. I mean, probably. How do you not know this? I know exactly how old my mom was. Well, 20 when I was born. Because my mom was probably, like, 43. How do you probably not know your mom's age? She doesn't age? even remember. She Wait, forgot how old she was. <laughs> this is not a thing. Your mom has to have a. I don't know if it's a, on purpose. Your mom has to have a birth. Yeah, exactly. Your mom has to have a birth certificate. I mean, or whatever. Like, what I'm talking not about? the parents, so I'm not usually the one digging up social documents. What's the age gap between you and your little brother? My little brother, yeah. twenty years. That's so crazy to me. And yeah. I have a little sister too. A younger one than that, your little brother. Yeah, my 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 dad decided he wanted to make a competition to make another one. Your mom had, if she, if your brother's, how old is your brother? Five. He just turned five. Your mom has to be ago. past, uh, or like dangerously close to 40 years old to have a She's kid. She's past you know? 40 years old. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, the cutoff should be 40. You know that, right? What do you mean? They have more complications. The older you well, get, the harder it is to have a baby. She was in her late 30s when she had him, and there's people who were 50 years old and had a baby. Mm. It's just society. What's your craziest memory of your parents? <laughs> Tell me. Damn, I'm trying to think. There's so many. But they're typically, like, violent. Yeah, let's hear the violent ones. Yeah. Do you not like talking I mean, to about like, them? They make you nervous? I've I've seen someone bash someone else's face in. That shit was crazy. What? That sounds like... My parents are really aggressive people. Yeah, I got that. They, you know but what the crazy thing is? Your mom, when I, talk, when I talked to your mom on the phone, she sounded like such a sweetheart. She exactly. sounded like... I know, it sounded so, so weird. The thing. Not necessarily just that they're aggressive. Aggressive with purpose. They're very passionate people. Passionate's the word. They're extremely passionate people, and they're so full of love. It's just... And here's the issue that I have, Ed, because I didn't have an example on how to cope with shit. And this is... I always talk about how like my disabilities make me a better dancer, but everything that handicaps me from everything else in life provides me with the foundation that I need to be successful in dancing. I feel like emotionally ridiculous because I have no, I have very few gray areas in any way in the way that I think in the way that I see in the way that I feel. And I understand that gray areas do exist in a multitude of things, Uh but my perception of it is minute. 
especially in the way that I process. So I'm so emotional that I'm not sad. I'm fucking depressed. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm fucking furious, and I'm gonna burn your fucking house down. I'm not happy. I'm ecstatic, so excited that I want to cry when I see you because I'm so happy. And I'm not proud of you. Like I want you to touch the fucking moon. I'm like I'm not laughing. I'm gonna get a fucking six pack from how funny this shit is. It's really difficult for me to just feel emotions at a normal level. So I've always struggled with large emotions and big emotions, extreme emotions, and processing. That's always been difficult since I was little, because my anxiety, my panic, my paranoia—that means that all of that is at a high too. So I also don't manage stress very well. Yeah. And my mom doesn't either. My dad doesn't either. And it's taken a long time for them to manage. But my mother never had an example and had an extremely traumatic life. And my dad ended up with traumatic experiences, but also struggled a lot, uh, triggered a lot of mental illness. So he's schizophrenic, multi-personality disorder, and he is uh, ADHD and bipolar. So the way he functions absorbs things is at an extremity. So that chemical reaction that your body creates from so many emotions is really toxic to the body. And not being able to regulate them is really dangerous. And the only thing that has benefited me is in dancing because I'm really animated and I'm really expressive. So as a social dancer, oh, yeah. as a performer, as a teacher, the way I converse with people, that's benefited me in that realm. Everywhere else in life that I felt like it docked me down, it built me up in dancing. Yeah. So I think to your last question, I think that's an, one of the number one reasons why I love dancing. So yeah. Much. It's like everything that made me like fucked up is what gears me towards the possibility of being a phenomenon in dancing so it's it's pretty dope dancing completely flips the script yeah and i think that's why I love it's it so weird much. you know what i was thinking about i was like where would you be without it dead dead yeah <laughs> dead dead. <laughs> dead dead no i As remember fuck. i remember i met you trust me i mean i'm wild too i like to have a good time but i remember i met you i was like that girl is it crazy no. <laughs> <laughs> i still and everybody still no me, i told the people i told i told you i was doing a podcast i was like yeah yeah she come i'm doing a podcast with my friend yeah yeah she's crazy <laughs> <laughs> y'all are gonna enjoy it she's out of her goddamn mind <laughs> Nah, but you've come down. You've come down a lot compared relatively. This is calm down version. I've yeah, had yeah. a lot more access to God's herbs. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and I've danced a lot more. Yeah. So it occupies my time. So I have I have purpose and I have passion and I have intention. And when I wake up, the entire point of me sleeping at all is to be better at dancing, to heal my body for dancing. The entire reason <laughs> that I try to eat cleaner and when i'm not eating clean that i'm trying to enjoy my food is for the sake of dancing the only reason why i do anything is for the sake of dancing if it doesn't have to do with dancing it's it's very rare that i can find a purpose behind something and most of the people that i give a flying fuck about i'm at dancing so it's a huge all right final question we've been we've been talking an hour yeah you believe that it's been okay. an hour final question what's the end game what do you want to do what was your goal in do dancing want, yeah in dancing what would you if you could have the ultimate no matter what and this is me at the end what i would want to heal a community heal a community and specifically minority communities um i'm afro-latin or afro-taina and afro-taina and so what's really difficult for me is seeing like there's so many different arguments about well Poor people are poor, broke people are broke because they want to be. Or they're stuck where they're at because they want to be because everybody has a choice. Does everybody have a choice? Absolutely. Does everybody know 
that they have a fucking choice? Absolutely not. And so my parents and what I noticed and what it came a long time for me to realize is very few of the choices, speaking mainly for my mother here, very few of the choices were a la it. Very few of the choices were because this is the easy way out and I don't give a fuck and I'm just going to do what I want because this is all that I'm going to work for. A lot of the choices came from they didn't know any better and this is what they could do. They tried their best. So you do your best, you try your best because it's your best. And when you know better, your best gets better. So if you know better, do better. It took a long time for them to really learn better because the example wasn't there. Right, right. The the learning wasn't there. And the opportunity to be educated on what choices even are and what they look like, how to understand that this is an opportunity, that education wasn't there. And my mom dropped out of school at 14 years old. So, and she had to run away from home or she got kicked out. So she didn't have a childhood, nor did she really get to have an adulthood. And so when she's experiencing freedom for the first time, when she's experiencing euphoria for the first time, it doesn't seem like it's irresponsible. It doesn't seem like it's something combative. It seems like this is a part of life that everybody gets to experience. I get to experience this. You don't realize that that should have been a part of your childhood. And therefore, that's why this is resonating as deeply as it is right now. So when you go towards left or right, and left being this negative thing, then that is a learning experience. You got to bust your ass 99 times before you figure out the hundredth that you're capable of getting up. But you have to know that there's a hundredth. You have to know that there's 99 possibilities in the first place. And when you don't know that, you don't know which way to step. You just keep stepping with what looks familiar because you think that's the only route. When reality, there's so many other routes that you can take, but you don't know any better. So how do you do better? And I think that's what happens so much in society where there's people who are lesser in the considered lesser in the community there's lower income communities um, there's minority communities all these communities that need healing because there's systematic shit that's going down specifically to keep them in that line specifically to keep them ignorant about the fact that there is another option and that they're that it's feasible and what the steps are to be able to take hold of those opportunities and i think dancing's a huge ordeal that connects a lot of dots or has the potential to connect a lot of dots to really get people to connect dots for themselves and experience what opportunities and choices look like, feel like, and bring them to reality. If I go to the projects and the number one people that I'm going to see in these projects in the States are going to be African-American people. Now, African-American people, Latino people, Hispanics, a lot of our communities are really aggressive we deal with a lot of gang violence we have to deal with the hood we got to deal with drugs whether it be in or out of the home we deal with the lesser education and that's really stressful and we're always going to talk shit to kids and be like you're so young what the fuck do you know about stress a four-year-old knows about stress a newborn knows about stress because it creates a chemical overload on their body you're no one to say what does does it stress someone it's their own process their own experience unfortunately a lot of their own experiences are mayhem and toxic and chaos and manic in their households in their schools on the streets and every walk in between destination and all they see is drugs money being able to get this not being able to have that aggression beating this person up violence it's it's non-stop so educate them on another choice then 
and make it accessible. Because even when homeboy knows that the way to get out might be to dribble a ball, to throw a ball, even if he's good, his family can't afford the fucking cleats. Mm-hmm. So because you don't got money, you don't get the choice that you found out about. So how do I take advantage of the opportunity to get the fuck out if getting the fuck out depended on me having money? So that's really difficult to deal with. So putting programs in place that allow people who want to take advantage of these opportunities to be able to without a financial burden is important. Finding programs that can educate these communities on these programs and that can actually help pull these people into these programs is vital to healing a community. Dancing kept me alive. I didn't give a fuck about jack shit until I started dancing. Skateboarding and dancing was all I wanted to do and dancing won above everything because I had a passion, I had a purpose, I had a sense of community, I had a family and I felt safe. And so it didn't matter how many times I could go sell drugs and be a mule in school because best believe me, I could have been stupid rich in high school selling drugs with how much crack cocaine weed bars everybody was doing and it was happening right in front of me like candy and house parties everybody was getting fucked up and i was one of the few people that wasn't doing drugs and drinking whenever i was at high school parties and so it was really trippy to me but i didn't realize that and so what i think about is dancing can regulate your nervous system right And regulating your nervous system can help you with coping with your anxiety, with depression. It can give you a sense of community if you're in a program with other people. Not only that, we're struggling in a space where people are struggling with their identity. Whether because we have so many mixed races, like me. If you look at my dad, you're just like, Okay, yeah, that looks right. You look at my mom, you're like, I don't know if that looks right, because my mom is Filipino Puerto Rican. She looks very Filipino. My dad is Puerto Rican, but his his grandfather was Nigerian. He looks Nigerian. He my dad is a big chocolate man. My mom's a little yellow woman. So it gets really confusing having me beside one or the other. And so I struggled with my identity. Dancing helped me learn more about my culture, get in touch with my culture, with my spirituality, with my history, both on the indigenous and the African side. And so the beauty of that is you can bring something to where you get to experience culture history and identity and show the latino and the african-american community that they're not so different you bring a community together you heal them you help identity you help with nervous system being able to regulate that assisting your anxiety and depression not only that you give an opportunity to build a passion and a hobby and when you build some a hobby that you're that passionate about you can see it as a potential for a career. Maybe this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. You get so curious. You start looking into how the fuck can you. And you start spending your time here in the dance studio with your dance peers. As opposed to out on the street doing drugs and partying and doing this gang violence. Who knows what. And all the shit that's going down in your house. Maybe you start pushing through it because you want to get the fuck out and you found a way out. Not only that, there's no financial burden there. So you know that you really do have a choice. Not only that, you got people right in front of you telling you that you have a choice and that they're willing to help you. And I think that's the number one thing that I could do with dancing. That's great. That's so much deeper than I would have ever <laughs> expected. That's so much deeper than I would have expected. I was like, I got nothing to say to that after that. Like, yeah, that's perfect. Wow, that's a beautiful thing to want to do. A dancer is like the lowest valued artist. Yeah, they really, I mean, they're one of the, I mean, all artists are undervalued, you know, but like, where would we all be without, I mean, think about how plain and how ugly this world would be without exactly. any art. Like, any art cooking and the earth is fucking comedy art. i and mean it's, it's just how wild that the work just keeps gifting all this beautiful shit no matter how much we fuck it up yeah 
and even with things that we fuck it up we might manage to find beauty in it as well yeah. and it's i think art has so many different forms and i feel like the whole starving artist situation needs to stop i'm fucking tired of it yeah yeah me too homie <laughs> no <laughs> nah, i'm just kidding so it's like to hold have to have another career to hopefully be able to pursue your passion yeah why can't your passion be your career and why can't you stri- try that the first time around hey man, why you're doing is it, it irresponsible yeah you do it i mean it's ballsy you're out there doing it you know but also i feel like psychologically therapists psychologists there's there's there's, there's no there's no one that said oh you're dancing afro-cuban you're dancing salsa you're dancing rumba you're dancing bomba y plena let me put these wires on you and i want to see the chemical change in your body so that i can prove that this is something that can be useful for therapy. Yoga's finally there. Yoga yeah, can yeah, be prescribed yoga, yeah, yeah. just as medicine. Yeah. What if we can prescribe dance programs? Right. What if a dancer is accessible to institutions right. to step in and help people? Right. I because of a friend of mine, Chris Fahey, he brought me into a VA where I was able to volunteer for a couple of weeks to teach people with PTSD how to dance. Imagine instead of counting windows, you're counting steps now. Instead of wondering if someone's trying to grab a weapon, you're looking at it as a signal for dancing. To be able to look somebody in the eye, to be able to touch another human being and not feel defensive or scared, right. that level of trust is something outside of just euphoria that you get to experience with dancing. It's figuring out how to feel like you're a civilian again, figuring out how to feel like, yes, you're human again, figuring out how to regulate your emotions again. And that's a really difficult thing to do when you've experienced something traumatic or if you've never had an example of what healthy coping is in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's most of us. Mm-hmm. And we all got hella issues. We all need some kind of therapy. And how phenomenal it would be if we can make a dancer reputable enough to work hand in hand with psychologists, with scientists, with therapists and say, your art is capable of healing people. Let's put on paper that, yes, mm-hmm. let's prescribe this instead of medication. Yeah. This is your new medicine. You're going to dance and you're going to get better. And I think it's absolutely possible that that can definitely be put into people's health program. Oh, I agree 100%. I mean, um, to end on this, thought, to add on the feedback on what you said, I think, especially with young men, I think it teaches you how to take care of someone else mm-hmm. while you're dancing you know it teaches you how to be gentle it teaches you how to be a leader how to how to bring out the best in someone else while at the same time trying to bring out the best in you and how to take care of someone and how sure. to learn about someone on a level that has nothing to do with a sexuality it has something to do with just just let's just be a good person let's be in this together right now let's be in this community together i definitely think all you know and it's weird because like young men you know think i don't want to you know well they'll hip-hop dance but you know when you dance you know to better or less like a a girly dance you know Mm -hmm. to describe it you know i think it could help so many young men and it teaches you it's like it's almost like karate it's except it's the exact exact opposite karate teaches you discipline and how to protect yourself right yeah dancing teaches you discipline and how how to to how to protect someone how to protect someone else it's like the exact opposite but they both to me they almost go hand in hand you're learning body movement you're learning discipline you're learning uh, you know how to how to predict what someone's gonna do it's For so sure. crazy there's so many correlating overlays between fighting someone and dancing with someone to me it's crazy yeah. they're so closely other than these uh, other than, than, other, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we were doing it wrong we got some bones yeah but on that note we've been doing this for a time that's our time so i had a great time i felt like it was great 
we have to do it again. I feel like we have more to talk. We yeah, we have to do it again, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where can people find you? At well, <laughs> on Instagram since yeah, I've never the best in way. one city long enough. What's your Instagram handle? Yayita Y A Y I T A underscore Mari M A R I D. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.